0: the more stress that you see on social media, the more stress you see in your daily life from just the overall aspect of, yes, I am now scrolling Twitter and everything I see is negative news.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Anti Social Social Podcast. I'm Preston. I'm Carlin.
2: I'm Amanda. And I'm Mars.
1: On the last episode, we kind of talked about the social media uh, apps and kind of the models of how they work. On this episode, we will be diving into some of the mental health aspects of social media and interacting on social media. And I know one of the big things when it comes to like social media or really anything online is cyberbullying. I know for me, kind of like at this age that we're at now, I feel like cyberbullying isn't too big of an issue, but I definitely know like in high school it kind of was was an issue. So kind of what is your guys' take on that?
0: Again, not speaking from experience on this, I'm kinda of with you at this age, we don't really experience cyberbullying as much as someone who is maybe a younger generation. But When you think about it in terms of hiding behind a keyboard, a lot of people are more prone to act out or be aggressive when they're not face to face. Lots of people hate confrontation, yet when you throw a screen in between them, it's all free game. And so it's very difficult really to evaluate how someone's gonna react in public or in person, but then once they get behind the screen, they change completely. Also, it's so easy to be anonymous online. Most people don't know how to track your IP address, so it's easy to create a screen name, voila, I'm a different person now, you never know who I am. Definitely feel like cyberbullying can be a major issue, and with so many avenues to do so, I could see how it is easy to make someone's life a lot harder, because you can't really get away from social media, even though you may try.
3: When we talk about cyberbullying, I think a really big thing that comes to mind right now is cancel culture or call out culture, which is kind of like a mass group of people trying to bully someone. That's the more extreme case of cyberbullying nowadays.
2: Yeah, I did want to bounce off of that. I was going to mention people with a bigger following. Let's say if you have 10,000 followers and one day you happen to post something that is a little bit racially insensitive and you didn't mean it that way. But someone might just manipulate what you said and just say this person with 10,000 10,000 followers just said that and everyone's just going to attack that person. And at the end of the day, that person is still a person. They just happen to post something that maybe they didn't realize was wrong, but they're getting so much hate and it can be very bad for your mental health and gives you anxiety, depression because of all these people online that don't know you, but are just attacking you. Yeah, yeah no,
1: I, I completely agree. And another thing that is kind of something that's a, a new term that uh, I've heard recently is kind of doom scrolling. Mm-hmm.
2: What is that?
1: It, it's basically like you see all this bad stuff on social media and you just keep getting it. Me personally, I, I kind of hit some of that at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. here in the United States. And then we had the George Floyd protests and all that. And it kind of just felt like every single post that you saw was just something bad. It kind of fell into a little bit of a depression, just like reading things like that. and It just wasn't good for me. I don't know if maybe you guys have the same type of feeling on, on stuff like that.
3: Um, so I work as a news producer on social media as well and so I remember very clearly during that summer when Black Lives Movement was like at its peak, it was constantly having to wake up every morning and see more posts, more videos about um, George Floyd, all the racial protests and everything and I know for a fact that for weeks when I had to go and report on that, it was my job, I couldn't run away from it but like it took a huge, huge emotional toll on me like I was feeling really down all the time even though like I'm in Malaysia, 9,000 miles away from where everything's happening but you still Still feel that emotional, mental toll it takes when you're just like looking at that content. And you know, I remember having to step away and I didn't actually watch that video of George Floyd until months later because I just couldn't process it at the time. Mm
0: Yeah. I mean, we're all here as media majors, right? We all kind of expected to go into a career that was a little bit more stressful. We're we're dealing with the harder topics on a daily basis, you know, and the old adage in news was, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. So you have your murder stories. They're normally at the top. So we are already exposed to that stress at a high level take it from someone who isn't in that type of career choice or it hasn't made that decision, I'm sure that it would get very draining just to deal with that on a daily basis. Plus, I know from just some of my family members, whenever they deal with, a, or they have a sad story to tell or you know something has happened, let's say a tornado ran through their neighborhood or whatever, they normally go to social media first. It's how you let every, a lot of people know all at once. It's how you can gain a recognition so they can you know organize fundraisers for you, things like that. So it's very easy to get lost in the sense that everyone is posting, not necessarily their good news, but their bad news on social media. So there was a Pew Research study that they actually found out that the more stress that you see on social media, the more stress you see in your daily life you're now thinking negative thoughts it's all it's all right there and so that can definitely become as amanda was saying more and more draining so i definitely see the impacts of it from just the overall aspect of yes i am now
1: scrolling twitter and everything i see is negative news yeah and speaking of that pew uh, research i kind of dove into that a little bit something that forbes had it was like six six ways social media is bad for us First off, it's addictive. And we kind of touched on that in the first episode Mm -hmm. is that it's easy to become addictive to swiping on these videos and just getting so much content. Uh, And then comparing our lives to others is mentally unhealthy seeing other people do well seeing other people do bad can lead to jealousy you can get jealous of what you're seeing you know around Christmas time you always see people posting things that they got and um, Mm -hmm. unfortunately there's people that are are less fortunate uh, in this world that don't get those things so you can get caught in the delusion of thinking that social media is going to help posting your business out there thinking that not to be rude but thinking people are actually going to care and more friends on social media doesn't mean that you're more social. To be honest, your friends on social media more than likely aren't your friends in real life, just to be blunt about it. So what are you guys' thoughts on, on those topics right there?
2: I do think that the comparison thing is just, it gets really, really toxic, especially like you said, a lot of people are less fortunate. Like for example, if somebody's spending Thanksgiving with family, right? Like a really big family and they're posting all about it and they're like, look at my family and all that kind of stuff. And someone else does not have family, you know, yeah. and that's just.
1: And not to stop you, yeah. but that's going to be something big. That's big this year mm-hmm. is people mm-hmm. getting to spend, mm-hmm. you know, time with their family ar- around these holidays when, mm-hmm. you know, other people can't.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's just really hard to like get a grasp on reality especially if that is what you're feeding yourself all the time and for several hours a day when you're scrolling you are feeding that to yourself so you're basically telling yourself i don't have this i don't have this oh i also don't have that oh i also don't have that and it's just really bad for your psyche because you're looking at lives of others but you're not really being present in your own life which is the one that really matters in the end
3: I'm just going to go touch on what Preston said just now about, you know, setting expectations. I know that for a fact when I was in, I think, elementary, middle school, when Instagram kind of first became popular you know whenever I posted when I was younger it was always for the likes for the attention for people to look and be like oh look at Amanda she's so popular huh very funny but you know sometimes you set that expectation for yourself you're like oh I'm gonna hit this number of likes or I'm gonna attract this number of comments and when you don't fulfill that expectation depending on how strong you are mentally like it could take a huge toll on you and I think that's like super dangerous especially nowadays with more and more young people coming on to the platforms we have toddlers that learn how to use iPads now and I think that especially when you start young that's going to take a huge huge toll on just how you look at yourself as a person and look at the world as well
2: you know at the end of the day social media is to be social and it is human nature to seek connection and community but this whole system just takes it to a whole new unhealthy level
0: well something that we talked about kind of in that first episode was the echo chamber At the end of the day, what ends up happening is we congregate to people that are like-minded with us, you know, especially with the election cycle that came up. A lot of people went through purges of just people they didn't necessarily agree with, people who didn't necessarily think the same way that they did. Unfriended family members, unfollowed family, the big purges of 2020. (laughs) So it very much is one of those things where your expectations may be that everyone on my friends list is like me they're going to think like me, they're going to vote like me, they're going to believe like me. And I feel like on social media, when you can share your thoughts and your feelings a little bit more freely, a bit more openly, um, and you have an audience to talk to, it definitely makes you think that your voice carries a bit more than it does. And what Preston said earlier, your followers are going to care. Not always, I don't have to listen to what you say. That's the beauty of me being a human being. If I don't like what you're saying, I can go away. On social media, I think it's a little bit harder to do that because of the expectation that they are my friend or they are my family. And so I can definitely see the toxic environment that that can create because at the end of the day, you want to purge yourself of what makes you feel bad. And sometimes that involves making the harder choices, which you may not want to do, especially on social media.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And there's another like new uh, term that I wanted to bring up is social media depression. Basically it's listed as feelings of melancholy, attributed to negative interactions or lack of interactions uh, on a social media platform. That, that's something that all of us can attest to, be trying to build our social media platforms to get more viewers on things, whether it be things we do for you Central or things we do for uh, other companies that we work for. Even one of your classmates who gets a, a few more you know, likes, retweets, favorites, shares, and then you post something out there and, and you don't get that, I think that that could send you into a bit of a depression thinking that, oh, well, I'm not that good at what I do. Yeah, without a doubt, as uh, Mars mentioned in episode one,
0: you know, exposure equals money equals all. You yeah. know, that's what we're Attention trying to
2: do. Attention equals currency equals profit. Exactly. So it's all together. It's
0: all encompassed there. So, of course, we want to have more likes. We want to have more views.
1: It makes sense. It's unfortunate, but it makes sense. <laughs> that's going to do it for this second episode of the Anti Social Podcast. Uh, We have one more episode coming up, and uh, that's going to be about how to kind of deal with some of the mental health aspects of social media, so stick around and tune in for that episode.